When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang. I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more r slash am I the butthole. And if you love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that subscribe button today, maybe the notification bell too, and even the like button if you're feeling extra spicy. Now let's jump in to today's stories. Much love, guys. And our first story comes from Abandoned Ship 45, titled, Am I the asshole for abandoning my son and refusing to collect him after my ex told me to? Wowee, what a title. I have a four-year-old son with my ex-husband. We've been in the middle of divorce since our son was one. My ex has made settling the divorce and deciding custody of our son hell for me, both financially and emotionally. I finally reached my boiling point two months ago when I realized just how bad my finances are at the moment and the fact that I would need to stop the divorce and move to an even cheaper but dangerous area just to survive at this point. I don't want my son to have to live there too. So I decided that the next time my ex was in the country, I would take my son and leave him with his dad since he wants custody so badly. My ex assumed it was just for the day, but when I didn't come pick him up in the evening and he wasn't home when he tried to drop him off, he started texting and calling me non-stop, telling me I needed to come collect our son since he doesn't have his nanny there and he was very busy. I ignored him for over a week until he started threatening to have someone come and find me. We had a conversation where my ex was asking me what type of mother just ups and abandons her child like I had done. He wanted to know where I was and wanted to know when I was going to come back. When I told him I wasn't, he told me he had learnt his lesson and I needed to stop punishing our son to make a point. I told him I wouldn't come back because my ex was right. He had the money to give our son a better life, so he had won. He asked me what he was supposed to tell our son and I told him he should tell him the truth, that his dad liked to bully people with his money and it made me have to go away. He got really angry and told me not to play games and that we would go back to our old financial agreement that we had before I filed for divorce if I would just come back. Am I the asshole? And we're going to start with maybe a walrus on this one who says you're the asshole, you have a kid, you cannot do this childish crap anymore. Grow up. I get that you're upset at your ex and that the divorce process is hard, but you have a damn kid. Stop playing the victim and act like everything is your ex's fault. In quotes, that his dad liked to bully people with his money and it made me have to go away. Then goes on to say you chose to go away. You chose to abandon your kid. At least own up to your actions. Maybe it's for the best. Using your child as a pawn is the worst thing you can do to your child. Maybe it's a good thing you're abandoning him. Edit, just to be clear, I don't blame OP for deciding that the kid should stay with her ex. I am mad that she lied about dropping the kid off for a day, then ghosting her own child for a whole week edit too. Also, I'm not saying that the ex is not an arsehole at all, just that he is not the arsehole in this particular situation that OP is asking us to judge on. The divorce and the custody battle seem to be very hard. It's not what OP is asking an opinion on today. Reminder of the title, am I the arsehole for abandoning my son and refusing to collect him after my ex told me to? 
In this situation, the ex has done nothing but spend the day with his kid and then called repetitively after OP went missing. Edit three, I'm done commenting on this thread because the people are way too emotional and just reading the parts that suits them. I'm not on OP's side or on the ex's side. I am on the child's side. This child did nothing to deserve being treated like a pawn in a custody battle between adults. This four-year-old boy didn't deserve to spend the whole week not knowing if he was ever going to see his mum again. This is cruel, period. This is what OP asks us to judge today, not the custody battle and divorce. Historical Concept 7 says everyone sucks except your son. You might have some defenders here who support your actions, but I'm concerned about the message you sent your son and you were not there to collect him when your ex attempted to drop him off. Moreover, you refused to respond to your ex's text messages for an entire week. Did it never occur to you that your son might think you're in some horrible accident or he correctly deduced that you abandoned him? There are ways to communicate that you've decided to surrender custody and you failed to avail yourself of them and you place your four-year-old son in the crossfire. Your ex may have decided to tell your son the truth, that his mother is willing to place him in emotional turmoil, sick with worry unnecessarily to make a point. You ought to be ashamed, and the reason your ex sucks should be obvious. Is that Marcy says, not the arsehole, then crosses that out and says, and to be honest, I'm shocked at the number of you're the arsehole and everyone sucks judgments you're getting. What I'm reading from this is your husband, who has way more money than you, has been prolonging the divorce for years. And now it's to the point where you have to move to an area where your son would also have to live that isn't safe because dad is being a bullying jerk and forcing you to deplete your money on legal fees. You didn't abandon your son with a stranger or leave him at a bus stop to wander the alleys in the dark. You left him with his parent, the same parent who has fought you for custody so you gave him exactly what he wanted. Good, it's a fucking resolution. You get him to sign off the agreement you want and only then do you go get your son. People are saying you use your son as a pawn. Your son was always going to be affected by this regardless. He would have had to move to a shitter neighborhood and watched his mum's mental health deteriorate. I hope it all works out for you. Edit. Okay, so when I wrote this about nine hours ago, I only read the original post and I'm not sure how much more info OP had in the reply section. I was not aware that OP simply ghosted the kid and is avoiding all contact. Also, yeah, that probably won't play out too well in court. Changing judgment to everyone sucks here. Senior term 635 says, holy shit, your situation sounds dire. I'm assuming your ex was refusing support even though he had financial means to provide for your child because a nanny for one kid is a lot of money. The fact that your ex rather his son live in poverty when not with him makes him the arsehole. Even so, you went to very drastic means to make your point. You likely hurt your kid, which could have backfired and permanently separated you two. Whether or not you were comfortable with that risk, and it seems you had been pushed to that point, your son was very likely not okay. He most likely cried and asked for you. I get it. I truly do. Your options were very limited and your ex was fighting for custody so much that your option to remain in married to your sounds abusive ex or give up your child. The problem with your logic is that your ex will eventually take it out on your son. Ultimately, you're an asshole here too. Everyone sucks here. Now, what are your thoughts on our first story? Let us know in the comments below if you choose to do so, and we'll move on to another one. And our next story comes from ANSDINFD. <laughs> Title, am I the asshole for telling my HOA to F off because my son violates their curfew? My dumbass HOA imposed a 9.45pm curfew for those under 18 in our HOA, mostly because of minors drinking and doing drugs in a park and playground. I think there may be of some graffiti and vandalism. Seems pretty reasonable, right? 
to F over everyone else for the actions of a few. Which, by the way, has done everything nothing to stop whoever is doing this. The problem actually got worse after the curfew, but now whenever these kids lose track of time, they end up having to spend the night at our neighbors' houses in fear of getting trouble with the HOA for breaking curfew. This is as effing stupid as laws banning guns or drugs. I'm pretty sure that's unconstitutional and there's a talk of lawsuit. My 17-year-old son works at a movie theater and comes home from work oftentimes at midnight or so. He's been asked by HOA board members why he's violating curfew and he explains why. They said it doesn't matter and he's getting a warning. He told them to go to hell and he doesn't respect them or give a F. I got a letter with a fine. I responded back and told them I'm not paying. I got a visit from an HOA member and he told me I'd be getting fined as long as my son violated curfew. I told him to eat shit and close the door. I'd like to see them bring this to court. They keep coming to me and I just slam the door on them. I have very limited knowledge of HOAs. I only know about HOAs from reading these stories. People tell me that we have like a a similar thing in the UK. I've never experienced it myself though. So I'm always basing my verdicts here off of what I read. And HOAs have always been, because we only get the negative side of them, are always a pain in the ass. I occasionally get people on YouTube saying, you know, they got a good HOA and it looks after their neighborhood and they're not too, you know, they're not demanding of people or anything like that. And they respect people if they're struggling financially and can't keep up with everyone else, etc., etc. So when I go into this one, <laughs> don't think I'm defending the HOA because I'm absolutely not. They're a pain in the ass and that curfew does sound insane to me. But hey, I may be wrong there. But it's one of these ones that I come into it and I think, well, there's got to be a better way to deal with this. Yes, you think it's all stupid and stuff. And I agree. Don't get me wrong. And what they said to your 17-year-old is absolutely stupid. He's coming home from work and getting and getting told by members of the HOA he's violating a curfew. That's just stupid as shit. But to turn around and says, you know, he doesn't respect them or give a F, is that the best way to go about it? Is it really? I know, because it just won't solve your situation in the end. Yes, I would, I would want to tell these people to piss off and go away, but it won't solve my situation. It will just aggravate them and make it worse. And I know I'm likely to get a hate on this one but i will take it (laughs) and i'm not defending the hoa don't get me wrong but i'm gonna go with an everyone sucks here i'm sorry i'm sorry don't get on at me (laughs) but objective locksmith says not the arsehole get a lawyer they need to draft a letter to hoa and get that fine dismissed if you don't then the hoa can put a lien on the house etc curfews always allow for employment travel so this would be no different but they need to be put in their place before you have to deal with the consequences Jaded Cryptographer says, I think this is better suited to r slash legal advice than here. Whatever you do, you absolutely do not want to just ignore the fine. It could result in an eventual lawsuit or lien against your property. Wee Woody says, not the arsehole. What the F is wrong with your HOA? Review the terms of your HOA, preferably with a lawyer. Unless CCNRs specify specifically that the HOA has the power to regulate the coming and going of individuals. They have no right to establish a curfew or fine for violations of curfew and what they're engaging in is a form of extortion. Further, an HOA cannot just make rules upon the fly. Your CCNRs should have a section on how new rules are propagated. And that's not by the president of the HOA saying, screw kids. I would absolutely get a lawyer involved and write them a cease and desist letter, which is the first shot across their bow beyond fuck off. And I would make sure that the members of your HOA board are made aware that you intend to hold them personally liable as well as the board liable for an as an entity. Have your lawyer phrase that last part in the letter. 
Man of the decade says everyone sucks here and that's really hard to say with an HOA on one end because they're always going to be an asshole. but I don't give an F and eat shit isn't exactly a mature responsible way of handling the situation. The problem is the HOA can be a much bigger asshole than you. They can fine you and if you don't pay they can lien your property and then they can foreclose on your property to pay the lien. What you need is a lawyer, which is basically just a professional asshole who can be a bigger asshole than the HOA. <laughs> Common sense says everyone sucks here. HOAs are dumb and a pain in the ass, but you're not exactly dealing with it like a civil adult either. And now your kid has caught on with the same attitude. Magic Mario Wowee says not the asshole, and it can't be legal to impose a neighborhood curfew that doesn't allow for reasonable life and employment. And one more from Greek American Dom who says not the asshole. I would imagine that a curfew that does not take into account transportation between home and work is illegal. Personally, I would be tempted to ask them to pay your son's salary for the time he can't work due to their rule. Now, what do you guys make of this one? I will say one more time, I wasn't protecting the HOA. <laughs> Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next one. I can't believe that they could potentially sell your house from under you. That's madness. And our next story comes from Woodpecker Remote 1141 titled, Am I the Arsehole for Not Cleaning My Airbnb After They Charged a Ridiculous Cleaning Fee? I stayed in Airbnb and they charged a $105 cleaning fee. I didn't see the instructions until after we were there. I'm not sure if it was hidden or they updated it or what. I only saw it when they texted us. The instructions were to take out the trash. The dumpster is about a quarter of a mile away. To put all the sheets in the washing machine, to scrub all the table counters, wash out the shower, mop the floors and other shit. Effing ridiculous. And there's a cleaning fee for $105 when we were literally doing all the cleaning. My wife and I decided not to do any cleaning at all other than basic stuff. If we spilled food on the counter, obviously I cleaned it up and I flushed the toilet, but I'm not going out my way to scrub the shit out of the sink, showers and floors, or take the trash out that far. The Airbnb owner called me and he said I was a massive asshole for not cleaning it and how I should be doing what I'm supposed to, whatever. I just hung up. Now, I haven't stayed in many Airbnbs. I think I've stayed in one about five years or so ago. And I never had any rules like this. You just turned up, went to sleep, got out, no cleaning, nothing like that. Obviously, don't turn the place into a hellhole, but this just seems insane to me. Like they're just trying to get away with zero maintenance in running their little business here. And I wouldn't mind some of them rules. I wouldn't mind, you know, taking off the sheets, chucking them in the washing machine, or even taking out the trash and putting it somewhere. Absolutely, I wouldn't mind doing that sort of stuff. And OP stated from the very beginning that they didn't see the instructions, they weren't clear in any way whatsoever, which, you know, in itself makes you not the arsehole. And they cleaned up when they spilled food on the counter, you know, general cleaning, <laughs> flushed the toilet, obviously. But to ask you to scrub out the shower and mop the floors, hell no, I wouldn't be doing that if I'm staying in a place. And then the cheeky so-and-sos, after you've cleaned the whole place out, they charge you $105 for cleaning as well absolute madness i don't know if you can report places like that to airbnb or not so don't get me wrong but i would certainly be looking into something like that it sounds kind of scammy to me maybe wrong here but i'm gonna definitely go with not the arsehole in this one baz the baptist says not the arsehole you can either have me do the cleaning or you can charge me for the cleaning but you can't have both if you'd left it absolutely disgusting then obviously that's different but you said you didn't 
yeah and again don't get me wrong i'm not saying go into places and trash it and then not to expect to have a cleaning fee or anything like that if you're doing the basics then there's no way you should be getting a fee on top of anything but little o flower says not the arsehole taking out the trash doing your dishes putting the sheets in the washing machine is pretty common but you should not have to be scrubbing anything or cleaning any services especially for a hundred dollar cleaning fee them calling you was a completely inappropriate rip them a new one in the review anything less than five stars really damages the host so tired of owners of rental properties thinking they're owed so much dark roger says not the asshole let's go down the list taking out the trash okay i get that not a big of a deal put sheets in the washing machine seems a bit on the over the top side but i wouldn't call it a deal breaker now scrub all the table counters wash out the shower mop the floor and charge a 105 dollar cleaning fee i mean what the fuck Totally not the asshole. We'll probably leave them a bad review about the cleaning process. It's totally ridiculous. Snark in the USA says not the asshole. I would complain to Airbnb. I could see taking out the trash as a reasonable request and maybe even putting the sheets in the wash, but scrubbing and mopping is ridiculous. And one more from Windy Afternoon who says not the asshole. Make sure you include this info in a review to give others a heads up. Also, the owner may come after you in a review, so it's good to have your bases covered. Now, what do you guys make of this one? What would you have done if you found yourself in that situation? Would you have cleaned the room? As they said, you know, mopped the floors and all this sort of stuff. Would you have paid the cleaning fee? I'm not sure if they have a choice, but let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next one. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And our next story comes from Puzzle Headed Car 1801, titled, Am I the Arsehole for Refusing to Pay a Missed Appointment Fee? I had an appointment to get my hair cut and color last weekend. They have a policy, which I was never made aware of, that canceling an appointment with less than 24 hours notice is a $25 fee. When I arrived, the stylist was sick. He had snot running down his face and he was hacking and coughing everywhere. He said it was just a cold. That went to his lungs and now he has bronchitis. He indicated that it definitely wasn't COVID because he already had that and it felt different, but he wasn't even tested. I told him I wasn't comfortable with letting him cut my hair when he was this sick. He laughed and then coughed at me. So I packed up and went to leave. He and the manager told me I owed $25 if I canceled. I told them flat out no way. You want $25, you can sue me for it and walked out. I left a scathing review online and have literally told everyone I know about my negative experience. I'm actually friends with a stylist husband, so it's a lots of mutual friends and clients I'm talking about this with. The thing that bothered me the most was when he laughed and coughed at me. 
I really don't care if it is COVID or the flu or a cold. I don't want it and I feel he shouldn't be working so close to people when he is sick. The manager called me to insist on the fee, but I'm sticking to my guns. No fee will be paid unless they sue me for it, period. In the meantime, I'll never do business with them again. Now, my first thought on this one, you know, he turned around and said, oh, it's nothing, but it's just bronchitis now. And I had a quick Google because I wasn't totally sure. And it said acute bronchitis can be contagious. And even if it wasn't bronchitis or anything, like OP said, I wouldn't want someone who's hacking and coughing, their nose running, doing my hair in close contact with me like that. So it's an automatic, not the arsehole from me. And I, I blame the boss of this place as well. They should be sending their employees home, paid obviously, sick, and not putting you know, their clientele in harm's way. And wasn't even tested for COVID, it sounds like. I mean, come on, man. And I totally understand cancellation feature. You know, their time is important. Their time is valuable. But in this particular situation, they were totally at wrong. Totally. But quiet as desperation says not the arsehole, intentionally coughing on someone with COVID-19 or not can face assault charges and criminal liability. Dark Roger says not the arsehole, as far as I'm concerned, your hairstylist not informing you he had bronchitis until you showed up for the appointment is a legitimate public health reason to walk out and cancel. Keanu says not the arsehole, even if he had been tested and was sure it wasn't COVID, bronchitis is still contagious and still sucks. If you could see the snot on his face, he wasn't even wearing a mask, so he had respiratory infections and took zero precautions and then tried to charge you when you declined, for your own safety. You should stick to your guns and not use them again, even if they do drop the fee. I can has lobotomy says, definitely not the arsehole, it's a freaking pandemic. Getting sick with cold and bronchitis can make you more susceptible to COVID. Unique Arachnid says, even if you did know about the fee, not the asshole, COVID or not, sick people should not be around other people. You could be immunocompromised for all they know, and a mild cold could kill you. Tell your experience to anyone you can, because some people can't afford to get sick. I be tripping says, not the asshole, they can insist all they want, but you didn't miss the appointment. You were there. They could take you to small claims court, but they won't win, and they end up looking even worse. And thinking on that comment and thinking from the boss's perspective, you know, this person's left a negative review. And instead of, you know, trying to appease them and say, look, I'm really sorry about the misunderstanding. Is there anything we can do with the review to make things better? They doubled down and phoned them and said, look, we're insisting you pay that cancellation fee. Now, OP could just add that to the review and make them look even worse. I mean, what the hell are they thinking? But... What do you guys make of this one? Let us know your thoughts in the comments below. Should we have a little cheeky one? Should we have a little cheeky extra one? Give me a hell yeah. And let's crack on with it. And our next three comes from Date Night X Throwaway. Am I the asshole for hiring a babysitter to watch my son when my ex had an emergency? My 30 male ex-fiance, 28 female, and I have a three-year-old son together. We broke off our engagement just over a year ago and have a 50-50 custody split. We split time with our son every two weeks and my ex moved over an hour away, making the drive every week was too much. Since switching to the two-week schedule, it has been better for everyone. I just started dating again a few months ago and I've been seeing someone quite regularly for about six weeks now. This past weekend, we had a date scheduled for Saturday night at a nice restaurant and tickets to go see a show. It was supposed to be our first nice dress-up date as our previous times together had been more informal like coffee, walks in the park, bowling, etc. 
Early Saturday morning, my ex calls me. She's frantic and tells me she needs me to come get our son because she's having a family emergency. Apparently, her sister was in a car accident and she's in a hospital a few hours away. My ex wants to go immediately as it seems pretty serious, but she doesn't want to haul our son with. I agree right away and get to my ex's place as soon as I can. When I get home with my son, I contact my date and let her know that an emergency came up and I now have my son. I apologize and tell her I probably have to cancel our date. She says she understands, but asks if I would consider hiring a babysitter and she has a friend who is a nanny and she might be available. She says we can skip dinner and just go to the show so that my son will be almost asleep by the time I would have to leave. I think that's a pretty good idea, so she says she will reach out to her friend. Her friend was free and agreed to babysit, so I get her contact info and talk over the plan with her. By the time she arrives at my place, my son is already asleep and I have just enough time to meet my date at the show. I put on my phone on silent for the show and when I checked it after the show ended, my ex had called a few times and left a bunch of texts. I excused myself to call her. She immediately flipped out on me for not answering and it made her think something terrible happened, especially with her mindset with her sister's accident. I told her that our son was at home asleep with a babysitter as I was out on a date. This made her flip out even more and she told me if she knew I was going to pawn our son off on a babysitter so I could go on a date, she would never have called me to get her. She said this is a huge breach of trust and it makes her seriously question my judgment. I told her our son was fine and tried to ask about her sister, but she told me to not try and change the subject. She called me an asshole and told me she'd be coming to get our son as soon as she can. The whole thing pretty much ruined my evening. My ex got our son yesterday afternoon and we fought about it. I don't think I did anything wrong, but she sure does. So I got a bit of a take that might make me look a bit of an asshole. And as I always say, and I always like to say this, I always like to say this because sometimes people like really get on my back about it, but I like to be educated on these things. If you think I'm wrong, let me know in the comments. I'm always happy to see them. I see, I sometimes see people in the comments like saying, sorry, Mark, but you're wrong. Don't apologize to me. This is what it's all about. And I often learn to change my verdicts through your comments and your point of view. So please keep them coming. But whilst I think, you know, having date nights is extremely important. It's extremely healthy. You know, moving on from your ex-fiance, taking control of your life is all extremely important and well done for doing that for yourself. Absolutely. But I think you're still a parent as well. And to me, if I was putting myself in that situation, I think the priority would be the child. Yes, you explained your date and she was seemed understanding about it. And I would have just said, no, tonight isn't a good night. Let's just push this to another night. And I say this because your ex, his sister had a had an accident and obviously she was panicking. The three-year-old son would have picked up on this panic and anxiety and everything going on at this moment and it would have disturbed him as well. I'm pretty sure of that. So you pick him up, bring him home and then you plan for this babysitter to come around. The son doesn't know this babysitter at all and you plan to, you know, get him to sleep and then the babysitter can take over. So, you know, if the son did wake up, he's waking up to pretty much a stranger with everything already going on in his life. It's pretty crazy to me. And sure, son may have woken up and been absolutely fine and not give two shiny shits about it, you know. But to me in this one, whilst I do think, you know, moving on and stuff is is perfect. It's the right thing to be doing. In that particular moment, I don't think it was the right thing to do for me. So I will say you're the arsehole in this. But Helpful Cloning says you're the arsehole. Could have kept the mother in the loop. 
You absolutely should not put your phone on silent when your child is being babysit by a stranger. What if something happened? That seems just really irresponsible. You didn't check it for the whole show. Again, something could have happened while your child was being looked after by a stranger and you wouldn't have known. What is your agreement on babysitters? This should be discussed. Lots of parents would want a trusted person to babysit. A friend of someone you've known for six weeks probably doesn't meet that threshold for most parents. Softworldiness says, did you vet your girlfriend's friend? I can understand why she was upset if you just left her with someone you don't really know without finding out whether they're a good nanny or not. She's also probably upset because if she knew you were getting the babysitter, she could have just found one herself and been by her sister's side sooner. Responsible Candle says you're the arsehole one. You left a small child in your home with a sitter you literally had never met before on the advice of a girl you dated a whopping six weeks. Two, your child could have woken up to a complete and utter stranger. Three, the most egregious, you turned off your phone. Play it forward if there are emergency. Child has a stranger caretaker with no way to reach the parent. You're the arsehole. And one more from Unit Healthy who says, I'm generally on OP's side, except I'm worried about the child waking up and seeing a stranger and no dad and no mum. Unless he routinely has a myriad of babysitters, which it doesn't sound like. Never had a three-year-old in my care. Would that be a thing? Waking up and seeing a stranger. Now, what do you guys make of our final story? What do you make of all of today's stories if you choose to share your thoughts? There's never any pressure on this channel to do so either. You just being here, spending 20 to 30 minutes in, you know, enjoying the stories means the world to me more than anything else, really. However, if you'd like to be extra awesome, there's, you know, there's ways you can do that from subscribing, joining me on Twitter, at Mark Narrations. You can come to our Discord, get involved over there. Lovely community of people. And the member side of thing as well, from joining down on the join button down below on YouTube, or clicking the link tree and joining over on Patreon. All really helps out. We have a members video coming up soon. And I will see you. I'm talking too much again. I'm sorry. I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. Yeah, man, I remember being so naive when life was good, weather and palm trees. Back in the day, you were everything I need. But then along came a time when you crushed my dreams. Oh, yeah, you played me like a fool when you made me believe that the line between love wasn't thick enough to read. Oh, yeah, you see, we end up spare crime everywhere. You're selling false hope because you just don't. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.